This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however it applies. Uh, welcome to your final Locked On Browns pregame show of the 2019 season. Crazy, you know, goes so damn fast. Uh, your host, Jeff Lloyd, uh, joining uh, Pete Smith from Browns Maven through SI.com. As we take you through here, uh, week 17 at Cincinnati, final one of the season. Chance at four and two of the division, maybe seven and nine, could be six and 10. See how it goes out here. Um, Pete, I guess first things first is, um, you know, among injuries and some guys just not getting the play period. Now, apparently there's some sickness in the building and almost like everybody in the country, um, <laughs> just a whole bunch of illness running through that locker room. Sure. It's, I mean, it's going around the league. Um, well, there's a bunch of teams uh, dealing with this. Uh, the, the, this week uh, just have had all kinds of guys uh, miss time, miss practice, whatever. I mean, you know, there's, there's, it's one of those things that comes up, uh, you know, usually about once a year. It just depends when. Um, and, you know, for some of these teams, it's convenient because they don't want to play these guys. And for some teams, it's debilitating because they're trying to compete for playoff spot. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, look, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, guys like Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, he's been through a lot worse this year. I mean, the question is whether or not I can get enough fluids and he gets you hydrated. You know, we'll take it where it's at. Uh, you know, Pete, look, uh, Cincinnati, literally nothing to play for at this point. Uh, and number one pick is secured. Um, that Potential number one pick will be playing here a little later today on Saturday. Uh, but even last week, I mean, it looked like an absolute cluster F for about the first three quarters of the game. And then they got it turned on, did eventually lose in overtime. But it's it, there's the danger factor of this is a team that's got nothing to lose, can pull out all the stops. And, you know, the Browns defense, Browns offense didn't play clean against them the first time around. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, they, they're they bad, and they're trying to figure something out. Um, you know, these are, if you're the Bengals, you are uh, – you're 1-14. You have a head coach that may or may not have had anything to do with you getting there. So you're in a position where you are auditioning for jobs. Um, you're auditioning for the Bengals first and foremost, but uh, you are auditioning for the 31 other teams. Um, you know, in hopes that they like what you're doing because, you know, one of 14 teams don't stay that way. I mean, you don't stay that way in terms of the roster. So um, that is the motivation for them. And, and you know, you can apply that to a lot of the players on the, on the Browns right now um, simply because of the way they got here. Uh, you know, Brian Cox Jr., Porter Gustin, guys like that, um, that, you know, maybe have a shot, but, you know, if things change in Cleveland, they, you know, they were barely here to begin with. And this is all about auditioning. So for those guys, it's just this is this is like, you know, the fourth preseason game where you guys you've never heard of are like, you know, killing themselves to try to make a roster. It's definitely interesting in that standpoint. Um, you know, the Bengals skill has actually been doing some things recent weeks. I mean, Joe Mixon did n- much of nothing. He's actually had a pretty decent last four or five week stretch. Um, going back to Dalton was a right move. At least he gave this offense a little bit of life. 
Boyd, Ross, some pains in the asses. Uh, Eifert, whether or not we see him, who knows? I mean, it's the same old story with Tyler Eifert. But, you know, as far as the defense and, you know, where it's been going the last last couple of weeks, you don't feel confident putting that defense out against any offense right now. No, I mean, look, these are guys that just aren't doing much. So, I mean, whether you're the Bengals or the Browns, you're, you're trying like hell to, to just prove something. It's difficult to be a cohesive unit. It's difficult to do anything um, but try your best to sort of execute your assignment. There's no trust there. You're just a bunch of guys thrown together. I mean, they can't generate any pass rush. Uh, they really haven't been able to get very many turnovers, although they did get a pick six against Cincy the first time around. You're – this, Pete, this just has – because the defense has been doing what they can and severely outmanned. This, this, this looks like it could just really turn into a colossal flop tomorrow. Uh, I mean, look, it, it, sure, sure. I mean, there's that possibility. But the bottom line is you, you, you line up these two teams next to each other. Not, not a question of who is uh, better in terms of talent. It, it's entirely a question of who can sort of figure this thing out, you know, long enough. I mean, on the one side, you know, the Browns, when they played the Bengals, it was, it was a, a game of self-inflicted wounds. Uh, you know, you had that just simply bizarre Najoku interception thing and some of the other things going on. And meanwhile, you know, Joe Mixon ran for 150 yards in the last one and and, and saying he's excited to play the Browns again. And and Sheldon Richardson's basically like, yeah, I would be too. Um, (laughs) So, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot playing here and, and you know for for some of these guys they are going to be back next year and and they're trying to sort of get things righted and and figured out it's it's going to be interesting and look for the defense to do anything you're going to have to be able to generate some pass rush it's been absent for the most part and look you know losing miles losing olivier vernon whether or not he suits up tomorrow look if he does god bless him uh does he have to no would there be a reason for him to? No. But, uh, you know, you can always like to measure basically the cloth of a man that way. I mean, if he shows up tomorrow, you know, and, and what some of you all have been saying about him drives me that shit crazy. Uh, look, guy wants to be out there. He just physically can't. Um, he shows tomorrow, you know, let's stop throwing out the, some of the things I've been hearing said about Olivia Vernon because it's garbage. We'll flip it up here. We'll talk a little bit about the Cleveland offense. Versus that Bengals D and get to a little bit about uh, maybe expectations or possibilities. What can come on Black Monday as we continue through here on your Locked On Browns pregame show. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards selected mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked NFL and using locked NFL at checkout. Terms and conditions may apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from our Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Pete, there was, you know, some shooting in the foot in the first game and against the Bengals, and then obviously it was, all right, let's go to Nick Chubb here again and have Nick save us once again, which you know, has kind of been the calling card here, whether it's always panned out or not. It's kind of been a thing. 
look, I mean, Bengals ain't much on defense. Just go out there, execute. Look, the, the skill is still here. Granted, Jarvis is dinged up. Obviously, Odell is dinged up. But there should be enough here to go put mid-20s. I don't care if it's on the road or not. It's not like anybody's going to be at the game tomorrow in Cincinnati anyway. At least look crisp going out. I mean, at least feel good. I mean, look, wherever this coaching staff is going to go, skill-wise, hopefully Odell gets that 46, gets himself to 1,000 yards. You know, numbers mean things to these guys. Do what you got to do. I mean, I, I want to see Nick get that rushing title for him, just the player that he is. Just, you know, it, it, it's not difficult. It's not like anything's changed for Cincinnati. They're any better on defense than they were the last time. Go out there, play crisp. Uh, you know, hopefully Wyatt Teller continues this string and you have right, right guard solidified for little to no money. Just put one together here and hopefully it's at least something to take with you as you get into your offseason workouts and that type of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, in the running game, I, I, I think they will be. In the passing game, I just don't know if that's possible at this point. And, and this was another um, – you know, the, you know, this is another week where you, you, you just can't practice. And and that's, you know, that just makes it really difficult. I, I, on the other hand, you know, I, I, I'm hoping this, like, this almost becomes freezing, or I'm sorry, freeing in terms of the pressure and everything else, and you just go out there and play, and you can have some success, and you can, you can put some things together. But, like, so because, you know, with injuries, with illnesses, with everything else, um, it's just, I don't know. It's just hard to, hard to imagine that they're going to suddenly, you know, be more effective. I mean, whether it's Landry, whether it's Beckham, you know, Najoku's probably, probably not going to play again. Um, you know, you got your other receivers, you know, it just continuously looks awkward. Um, so, I mean, like it'd be great if if we got to see a little bit of you know just Mayfield just sort of going back there and and throwing around the way he did last year. I just don't know if that's reasonable. It'd be a lot of fun if he does. Yeah, you, you'd like to see some glimpses of <coughs> what should have been the offensive rookie year in 2018. Um, just I mean, and I agree with you. Maybe with the the playing free and the zero pressure and knowing somehow some way some changes are essentially coming come Monday. Who knows exactly what that's all going to entail. We'll get that to a little bit. Um, but, you know, you look at it here, the offensive line, look, you know, Wyatt Teller has been a, a, a nice, well, I don't want to say surprise. I mean, the guy had a pretty good resume. But, you know, you did fill at least that void here. Granted, it took you five, six tries at a right guard here. So here's a player's found a chance to step up. You know, Carlson, Seals, Jones finding their way. Who knows on Ricky? Ricky's, it seems like Ricky's the one where maybe all this illness started. Um, and that maybe uh, Farrell Brown's another one. Maybe that's maybe David Njoku's possibility of actually getting to play is some guys are just far from the brains out and not going to be able to get to. Um, the Njoku situation is just, I, I don't know. I, I'd love for somebody to explain it to us because it makes zero sense. And if it's all, well, you know, well, you know, he's not blocking the way he should. Well, the guy's been here for three years. I mean, you know, he's only going to do what he's going to do. Um, also, Pete, Kareem Hunt. I mean, it'd be nice to find a way to at least get him comfortable in the run game. I mean, we've talked about this. All the runs look so labored. And, you know, you see so much with Nick where it's, you know, find the hole and go. And Kareem, it's, you know, two guys at the line of scrimmage, battling, bowling, rolling, you know, three and a half, four yards. You know, if 
there's the possibility you want to keep him. There's got to be a way where this gets more cohesive and he can look good running the ball. I mean, the blocking, the receiving, that's all fantastic. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's a running back. And it's definitely weird because, you know, this guy did lead the league in rushing at one point. Sure. Uh, look, I mean, I, I, it just – look, he's great as a pass catcher. You know, he's he's a selfless blocker, and he can do things in, as a runner. But it just – at least right now, it doesn't look like a good fit for him or the offensive line. And that's, you know, you know 4.4 yards per carry is certainly not bad. It's just he has not been what you expected to be. And, uh, you know, if you, if you take his production um, – you know that he's had in the seven games, and you stretch it out over the season. Over a season, he's basically what you know, a similar, very similar to what Duke Johnson was in 2016 and 2017. Except Duke Johnson was way almost a yard better for touch. So, like, it's fine, but you're now having a conversation of what is that worth to you compared to what is what is you know, what is he worth? To other teams, and and I have a difficult time coming to the conclusion that he is isn't worth more to other teams. Now the Browns may not act on that, but it's just you know it's it's just not where it's supposed to be. And and another coach, if they go that route, could could certainly improve things. There are other things that could could be factors, but I don't you know it's hard to. Um, it's just, it, it, it's hard to feel good about that situation right now. It's, you know, and maybe it's just because they, you know, they just got so accustomed to Nick and, you know, obviously with a great rookie year and the way he played the first eight games this year, maybe it was more of a, it's just not our top priority. It's great that we have him, but maybe it's not a priority. And look, you know, somebody's willing to put a second round pick on it and it turns out to be, you know, pretty high top 50 pick uh, might be something difficult to turn down. Pete, Gun to your head. Browns pull this out on Sunday? Yeah. Ooh, a little confidence. I got to be honest. This is one I've had confidence in, more confidence in bigger games this year than I do this one. Maybe it's just the state of everything and where it doesn't seem anybody, well, necessarily players and coaches are on the same page. I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Black Monday coming up, uh, something from the OBR. We'll get to that too here. Uh, rolling on through. Your pregame locked on Browns. I talk all the time, guys. You know, I always help uh, you know, push these apparel companies. Everybody who's trying to start, look, I mean, you're trying to make some money. I got a problem helping you out. I'll always come back to Zabo Apparel, though. Uh, great folks, great family. Uh, obviously, uh, the uh, the leader is Zabo Apparel, a veteran, two kids in the service. I love the products, love the quality of it. Um, the designs behind it, the thought process of it. You know, whether it's the Scottish Hammer T-shirt, the Show Up, uh, so many good ones. Um, I love the Hollywood one, and maybe I don't know where that one went. Uh, ZaboApparel.com, at ZaboApparel on Twitter. Uh, you're looking for stuff. You're looking for gear. Go ahead. Check out my folks and friends over at Zabo. So, Pete, obviously, there's going to be some noise Monday. How large, how many. Um, the report now made from the OBR today where, you know, and this is probably something that's going to happen eventually. You know, Elliot Wolf, you know, one of the risers in the business, maybe he's going to get pushed up a little bit. You know, John Dorsey essentially going to maybe get pushed up. Question would be, though, Pete, and I know we're in agreement with this, is, you know, you can change John's title. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you know, 
I don't see John taking his hands off on nothing. Oh, so president has different connotations to it, depending on how they want to roll with it. Kind of, you know, the president could theoretically be, you know, dealing with things like the cost of, you know, drinks in the, in the concession <laughs> and and that's fine the problem we ran into is they did this with mike holmgren and he had no interest in any of that stuff um and he just basically did what he did and it was a disaster and and maybe john dorsey's more equipped to do that or maybe their version of president is a little bit different and you know if it's more hands off if it's more of an overall directional focus then maybe otherwise i don't really know what it does uh, i i mean you know i i understand the you want to keep you know elliot wolf around but in the same respect though what would be for him i mean it, it's you know well that's great i mean you know it, it, am i getting the job or am i getting the title and you know that brings that up pete come 9 a.m monday morning 10 a.m monday morning is Freddie Kitchen still employed by the Cleveland Browns? I, I would say no, but you know they may wait till eleven. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just I don't let him get his coffee you know, first. I just don't see how I, I don't I don't see how it makes sense. There's nothing you can look at, and you know you, you can't say it's getting better. You can't say it's the same. I mean, if anything, if you want to say it's getting worse. Um, you know, you go back to, you know, the, you know, the blunders from last Sunday, you go to the fact for the second week in a row, you're now your other star wide receiver is essentially pointing things out that you're either not seeing or you should be doing, which is not good in any way whatsoever. Um, whatever the offense has done, Baker is not the same Baker that he was at Oklahoma. He's certainly not the same Baker he was last year in his rookie year. And it comes to the point, Pete, of, you know, how do you come when this type of damage has been done? And, you know, look, Baker, for whatever off the field, you know, the hits are coming on the field now. And look, you know, hold on up to it. It's his play. He's the one in the uniform. But it's just nothing of this offense with better personnel at any point, really, other than maybe, you know, week four at Baltimore. None of it has looked close to what it did in that second half of last season. It's just progressively gone downward. Say that again? As far as the offense, it's, you know, from where it was for the second half of last year to where it is now, it's just progressively gone downward. And if he's the head coach, he's the one calling the plays. I mean, who else are you supposed to point the finger at? Sure. I mean, there's no there's no question that, you know, things have gotten worse. And, again, there are things that you can point to and say, you know, the, the injury stuff with, with Beckham and Landry is not his fault. Um, you know, they're, they're – the, the Joku injury, not his fault. Um, you know, there are things you can point to and say there are, were mitigating circumstances. He didn't trade Kevin Zeitler and not have a right guard that could come in and play immediately. Sure. I mean, there's no question. But the problem is, like, right guard is better now and the offense isn't and, and some other stuff. But, again, there's just – I don't know. It, it's it, It's just – it goes beyond that. I mean, there's just so much that's just not good. And and again, I think 
I have a difficult time seeing how players look at what happened against the Ravens and say, you know, it's going to be better in an off season. I, I don't know. How, to me, that's a tipping point in terms of, you know, I, I didn't think he was the answer before that, but I, I, I don't see how you don't lose the locker room in that situation. And I could be dead wrong. It's just, I, I don't know how players, not until player, you know, you know, I, I just, it's hard to imagine that players don't look at that game and go, he actually cost us the game. And that's difficult. I also, I mean, look, and there's this point of, you know, where is the, you know, the coming, where is it from beyond repair? And Jarvis, it was telling. Odell, it was telling. Look, these guys have been around football their entire lives. And the thing is, is once you get to a point where it's, I don't have the faith, then the question, everything else that goes into it and, you know, how it's not like they lost faith in him because, you know, they knew him as this guy or whatever. And, you know, two and two, it started off pretty good. And then, you know, gaff after gaff and the offense never being able to get get going or doing what it was supposed to be, you know, as far as, you know, Jarvis and Odell and the Rangers. Yeah, that obviously had something to do with it. But it, it's there's no way you're going to get the guys to try this again next year and say, all right, well, maybe he's going to get it. Maybe he's going to get it. It's it's just not the way the world works. It's a it's a chew it up, spit it out mentality in 2019. It's pretty much with everything. It He's lost them. He's if he, I don't know if he ever truly had them, but he's certainly lost them. It's, I mean, I, I can't speak for those guys, but I, I just in, in what I've seen and in, in my experience with that stuff, I, I don't know how you, you come out with that. And, and I thought it was interesting that Joe Batonio came out in a radio interview and basically said, you know, it doesn't matter who the head coach is, put up or shut up, basically putting the onus on the players, taking that as excuse, or trying to eliminate that as an excuse um, that they, it doesn't matter that they have to step up and do it. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I, I don't, it's, it's not to say that like, you know, players should be psyched or anything about a head coach being fired, but if you're trying to get guys fired up for next season and all the, all the stuff that comes with that, um, I, I have to think a better head coach would be far better than sort of like you get out of this season, you're on, you know, with everything that's happened, you're not, if you don't believe in him and you're sitting there, you know, and, and you're, you're going, man, I, I got how, you know, six months or whatever it is get, start get, to get ready for, for next season or five months or whatever. And, and you're sitting there going, you're fired up to do it other than, you know, you're pushing on all those internal drivers or money or what or personal success or all that stuff, as opposed to, sort of the team because it doesn't feel like it has a direction and and they may not feel like that because the, you know you, you do get in a bunker mentality and it and, and it may not sink in until they get out of it um into the offseason but it, 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 just from an outsider's perspective it's hard to imagine that's not the case and look the top names on this team look they all got their money they're all making really good money uh you know and look you know guys just want to win and if they're not buying the product and they're not buying the leadership of the product, then that leadership's got to go, you know, where it goes from here. We're not sure. Uh, obviously, Pete and I will sit down tomorrow. We'll get you your Lockdown Browns post game show uh, Monday. However, 
it breaks, however it works out, we're here for you. I'm sure there'll be some storylines. We'll cover everything we can for you. Uh, John Costco is probably going to be a little later in the week just because, uh, you know, with bowl season and that stuff, John's a little tied up on Monday. So maybe we'll do like an end of season wrap, things of that nature. So, but, you know, we'll get to your normal lineup. Uh, you know, sucks we're going to be headed to offseason. Not thrilled about it. Um, certainly didn't expect it. But this is kind of where we're at. And the play the cards as we dealt, so to speak. Um, he is Pete Smith. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, check everything out at Browns Maven on Twitter, si.com. Anything Cleveland Browns wise coming from Pete and the team over at Browns Maven. Show itself at Locked On Browns, all lowercase. Uh, follow back account. DMs are always open. You guys know that. Me personally at Jeff underscore uh, LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs open. Anything you want on the show, questions, anything you guys want. You know, I do my best to try to return everything I, I can. Appreciate you guys all. You're being here for me. I try to do everything I can for you guys. Uh, and with that, this is your final pregame show of the 2019 season. Uh, I can tell you all the time, nothing goes faster than the NFL season. Um, with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. <laughs>